What up, what up, what up? All right, so I think this might be episode two. Depends on where it falls. Uh, sometimes I remember these things. Sometimes I do not. Uh, everybody around me keeps me sane. So sometimes I'm going we lose to... an episode due to editing issues. and then Yeah, everything falls apart. Yeah. But we're still here. This is the End of a Species podcast. And I am here with Adam in the studio. Hi, uh, I'm, hi I'm Adam. And then we have... Uh, well, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves from Skype. Uh, what up, y'all? It's Brian. All right. What up, y'all? It's Imaginate. Word. And so it's actually apt that they're in here um, because we wanted to chat about, uh, well, really, rap music is for uh, eight, you know, is is a passion, and he has a long-running series on Freestyle Friday on YouTube. And, 100%. Uh, Brian and I talk about music all the time. Um, and recently there was this track that leaked. I'm not going to play it because I value the uh, freedom that I have from copyright vultures coming to peck my eyes out. But... Back. um the title of the track, I mean, it's a Joiner and Eminem track, uh, and it basically has to do with what if I was gay. That was that's the that's the theme of the song, and um, Brian and I haven't gotten to talk about it except for like in general terms. I, I think we may have differing views on the song, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> um, I sent the song to Adam. Uh, I know that. Uh, you listened to it, right? We just heard it just before we started this episode. And um, I think your viewpoint is going to be very interesting because you're not normally into rap music, period, right? Like, do you listen to a little bit? Um, my my <laughs> listening is usually, like, radio stuff. But, like, even then, like, I feel like an old man, like, talking right now because a lot of my, like, to work and from work stuff is either news or podcasts or, like, people talking about other stuff. Like, music I have, like, when I'm, like, writing anything or doing paperwork or whatever is, like, very non-word. It's, like, there's, like, <laughs> it's, like, either classical music or, you know, just instrumental or, like, maybe just... <coughs> You know, a, a catchy beat or something. But You're not like missing it's, much. It's like two hours of like the same. Kind not of nowadays. So. Yeah, with the stuff that's out now, you're you're really not missing much. I I guarantee it. Well, I'm I'm, I'm a <coughs> product of the '80s and '90s, so like if it's not from there, like I don't really know. I know. Much. <laughs> I know. Back in the day, me and you, Brian, we used to like recite Eminem lyrics back and forth in the drive-through at McDonald's. And yeah, that was that was like we could do a whole album from top to bottom without the without the album being on, and the track list would be perfect. Um, so the the reason I wanted to talk about this song is number one, like for me, Eminem is a kind of a benchmark of where lyricism can be. Like, to, I think. He's the best lyricism, uh, the le best lyricist of his time. And as good as his lyrics are, that's probably like the cap of where the industry is. Recently, his lyrics have been very great technically 
and he's had a lot of like deep meanings behind the words where you have to kind of listen to a, a a verse three or four times to kind of dig between what what he's saying um but there's a difference between that and say something on the Marshall Mathers LP where he may not have like a billion technical metaphors and rhythms but the words are fitting so per- and he's just kind of telling you a story and hitting you with punchlines right definitely so with this song i thought this was kind of like a and if you haven't heard the song then um this probably isn't for you you're gonna be very lost but with Spotify, this, YouTube, like it's out there. You yeah. can find it. Like, <coughs> yeah, definitely on YouTube. You you can find that kind of stuff anywhere you you want to. Really, it has definitely leaked a hundred percent. Um, and I know. So uh, this isn't on an album yet. Like, no. Well, isn't... okay. So for background, Joyner Lucas has an album called ADHD that he's been releasing one track at a time since last year. There's been uh, tracks with Logic. There's been tracks with... I mean, he's had a couple of tracks that have had guest out, uh, guests on it. The Eminem track was... Like, he mentioned that he had a track with Eminem right after Kamikaze came out. So this this was something that was people knew was coming. And when the snippet leaked... You know, it wasn't long before the rest of the song followed. I mean, it was maybe a couple of hours when I I, I saw the snippet, and a couple hours later, I, I saw the whole song. So yeah, I think I saw the I think I saw the snippet maybe the day before, yeah. or maybe two days before at so, the most. So I just heard it today. <laughs> I'm late, so it has definitely leaked. I don't think it matters because for the for this Joiner um, project, it looks like he's not going to release. I mean, he might release the album when he's done, but it's like you hear a track, people talk about it, it's out on YouTube where you can hear it for free, and then you hear nothing for a couple of months, and then another track comes out. How many how many tracks has he done in this fashion so far? Like, just as a thing. Probably like, about six or seven. Yeah. Um. Is And I mean, like, not... From any, like, not coming from, like, a marketing kind of point of view. Like, what, like, what is the purpose of that kind of process? I mean, you get people talking about a track, but, like, if you're not going to put out an album for, like, three years, but, like, you've released all the songs already, like, at, at that point, like, I would, like, well, we already have it, like, and then who cares? <laughs> a lot of, a lot of right now with rap is how can you get people to talk? How can you get people to talk about your stuff? How how can you stay in in an ever changing industry? How can you stay viable? Yeah, how can you stay relevant? And with Joiner, Joiner had a uh, you know from last year to this year, he had a very I say very publicized, but if uh, it's publicized if you're into rap, uh, he had a very visible uh, rap beef with Tory Lanez that culminated in a track with Tory Lanez where they did the track together. This track with Eminem is more like a concept song. So so he's like as per just questioning he's not gay. Or do we know? No. Uh he as far as I know he's not. It doesn't I don't think it matters. I don't think that's the 
that's the ultimate point. I'm, well, I'm not I'm, saying that's the ultimate point, but like, is he tr- is he trying to convey him? Like, is this a coming out of the closet kind of a track or not? Or and I think that's that's a good chunk of the of the discussion, right? Like, uh, that's part of the discussion because he so Joiner on the first two verses has um he's he's kind of playing a guy who is who has come out of the closet and he's asking you like what what if i'm living in this environment where it's hard to come out and what if i was gay right and then Eminem has his verse where he's playing the role of the dude's friend that didn't that wasn't understanding about it and in a in a stand fashion he's lamenting the fact that his friend killed himself because he didn't have anybody that he could kind of lean on with this information. And then the punchline is that Eminem's character is gay too, which is, to me, a bigger part of the conversation because Eminem has had a long history of what people perceive to be homophobic remarks. To people that have grown up in rap in the 80s and 90s, saying certain terms is not homophobic because it's just the way you speak. Um, a lot of us grew up with, uh, especially in the, in the town I grew up with, uh, grew up in, it was not a conservative town by any means. You know, whether you were gay, straight, or anything, everything was, hey, we're all chilling. And you just use certain certain terms that that's how you talk to each other. You know, like I have friends from high school that, that's the, their nickname includes what we would consider homophobic slurs now. And if I was to run into them now, I would use that as how I greet them, right? Yep. So to us, it's you you use a term like the you know like, and I'll I'll just go out and say it: demonetize city. I'll, you use a term like faggot, and it's not to us a like I'm not talking about a homosexual at all. I'm just using the term it's not it doesn't really have a meaning the same as like the n-word or any other it's just it's just a word that you say i know that that's not the same to other people but it's just that's it is what it is right so but eminem's history is littered with this like he uses that phrase and part partially because of what he looks like because he's a white dude people don't expect it right he's he's white and i he has blue eyes too, I think. Right? Yeah. Um, like like he, it, he he's a very Caucasian looking individual. Very much so. 100, 100%. Yeah, there's no mistake. Yeah, there's there's no questioning that it's not even like he's mixed or you're like, hey, is he? No. Uh, if you see any pictures of his, if you dig into his past and you look at pictures of his parents, it's he's he's a white guy. If Method Man, Red Man, Biggie. Any one of those people were to say that word and they are charting, nobody nobody says, you know, they're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to care. Like, now, maybe. But not then, back then. But, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, nobody gave a, a, a damn if Method Man came out with a song and, and you know, dropped a million of those. Um. It didn't big matter. drop, big big drop, plenty of them. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was, it. and he and was DM, charging. DMX too. <laughs> yeah, so, and nobody nobody said boo, but because and and so when people made a big deal about Eminem saying that word, then he just said it more because he's like, oh, people you know, are talking. Yeah, it's it's almost yeah. like 
like you get that uh that reaction that you want and you get the instant gratification of oh now i'm getting attention so he would you know if you listen to the song criminal he just goes overboard like just giving you lyrics that are completely you know uh homophobic no you're just heterophobic like straight i'm gonna just steer into this skid i don't give a fuck so I, you, you end, but with, when people start talking like that, you end up feeding a machine. Basically, you're like pumping stuff into it, and you're just getting like a recycled version. Not, not recycled. Neither I mean, it makes it sound derogatory or whatever. But like you put in, you put in this information, and then you get, oh, this is this action has produced a result, and it's a result that I want. And so then, like you start amping it up because then. You start getting more result, and then you start getting more attention, and then you're like, if you have like a, a a message in your song that like people are more focused on the word than the message, like then that gets out there, and then it'll hit more people, and then you start spreading, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So yeah, and um, so having said all of that, there is already talk on the internet from people that have heard this song that are like, well, who is Eminem to make this statement, right? Uh, Joyner had a song, what was it, last year, the year before, where I'm Not Racist came out. <coughs> um, that song every that song had people talking because it was a similar concept. You had a white guy talking to a black guy um, about, uh, let's see, uh, about why he looks at black people the way he does. And then a black guy talking to the same white guy about why he looks at white people the way he does. And so this is similar almost. Um it's it, they carry it, similar themes. Yeah. Um the but, subject material is different, but the theme is kind of But I think I'm curious like for me it, it, this song when I heard the Eminem verse it evoked a lot of those feelings that I had when I heard songs like Stan. So Oh, definitely. Like I'm curious, I'll, I'm actually gonna, I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot, Brian. I'm curious as to what you thought of the song and like where it where it landed for you. Um, well, you got me a little bit hyped up when you told me about it, and uh, with your reaction, and I just I didn't really have the same reaction. Um, I see the connection that you do draw with Stan, um, in the kind of like the third person storytelling aspect of it. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't think that it was lyrically was really that great for him anyway, you know, for his standard. Um, he still kind of had that slow, the slow flow that he does now when he kind of, uh, I guess you could see, say stretches words almost to make them rhyme. Yeah. You know, words that, words that don't actually rhyme, which he does all the time. He's always done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the past, I feel like his flow was always faster. You know, and it, Definitely this recent. one was a much... Yeah, and this, this one, it was much slower. And it was also, I really didn't feel like that the beat and everything was really that great either. Which you don't even really hear during the, the actual lyric part of the song. 
Yeah, the the yeah, it's in the background. It's a subtle, yeah. it's a subtle beat for sure. The, the, yeah, the it's almost so it's, it's it's almost an acapella. Beautiful. Yeah, it, and I think yeah. it probably would even work better as an acapella. Um, Maybe. Oh, that's a interesting. But like, you know what the difference is to me? Like, if you hear, if you think about Eminem in 2018, and by proxy, uh, you know any anybody else that is on that caliber, like a Crooked Eye, uh, Tech Nine, you you hear the you hear their lyrics or you hear a, uh, one of their tracks, and you know as you're as you're listening to the track, you know. Damn it! I'm gonna have to listen to this shit like five more times just to know what everything in here means. And with this track, I feel like you hear it the first time, and you get, you know, you you get the experience of what the song is. And I think that's the difference between Eminem back then, where you can get kind of a full vibe of a song. You don't feel like you missed anything, versus Eminem now, where you know. I'm still anything past two thousand twelve. There are tracks where I still listen to them now, and I and something jumps out at me, and and I'll have to either text Brian or eight or so, and just be like, "Did you, did you catch this? Tra- it's a, it's like seven years ago." Yeah. Did you hear this? Do you know what this line was? <laughs> that happens to me. Uh, we, uh, the other day we talked about that where I was listening to Copyright, who's another white rapper from Ohio. That I haven't heard anything from him in like ages, and this one album that slid completely under the radar was called uh, "Blood Bath and Beyond," which is a really cool title, by the way, <laughs> for an album, I think. And I listened to it. And I was like, "Wow, this whole album is fire!" And it came out like 2016. I'm like, "Where, where have I been? Like, how did I miss this?" You know? Yeah, and like, I, I do. I see the same thing with like Chino, like Chino XL. Oh yeah, has, sure. uh, the Poison Pen album, which is very, like, it has some. I mean, it has a lot of wordplay, but it's not wordplay where you have to. I guess with a lot of the newer tracks, you you run in, you're running to genius dot com. As soon as you start listening to the track, like, how many meanings does this line have, right? And with this track, I didn't that. So that's right off the right off the bat for me. That's what I appreciated about it. Not that I don't like when you have multiple. Like I love lyrics that that sound worked on, but I can appreciate songs on a different level when you just are telling me what you're telling me. You know, you're just giving me the story, and I don't have to think like, well, you use this specific word, and this specific word has you know three homonyms, and then now this sentence has seven meanings to it. And, you know, five years from now, I'm going to hear the song and be like, oh, slumped over. I get it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I see that point. You don't need to Quentin Tarantino your song every single time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that point that it's uh, not over the top lyrics like he's been lately with some of his stuff where, like you said, you have to sit there and decipher it to really catch everything. Yeah, I think that's what I did. The the flow, yeah, the flow to me just wasn't that great, I guess, for him. It was, like I said before, it was kind of slow, very slowed down and drawn out. And I don't know. I know it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good, but 
I just don't think it was incredible. Like, like how you said it was, you felt like it was beckoning back to the Eminem of the past, you know, Marshall Mathis LP type Eminem. To, to me, and I didn't. The, the reason I said that was because, like, if you actually listen to Stan and you just break down the lyrics, half the lines when it's Stan writing, and this was something I always thought was clever about Stan. Like, when you look at the Stan verses, half the lines don't even rhyme, like, at, like it's not even like he's bending words. He makes words. them rhyme. Like they, om- but he makes them rhyme, but they almost don't. It's like they're n- they're they work, but you almost give it a pass because it's like, hey, Stan's not a rapper; he's just writing a letter, and it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, it's the way it sounds. While yeah. they don't, they they don't technically rhyme, but when you say them, it sounds like they rhyme. They blend, yeah. And he's a and he's a master of doing that. Yeah, but you know. And then, and then you see the words rhyme a lot better when you get to the last verse where Eminem is actually saying stuff back. Writing back, yeah. And everything is, the, the words are starting to fit together like a puzzle again because now the rapper's talking. Yeah. With this, yeah, it, it gave me that feeling again. Like, oh, these words, I know they don't rhyme. He's saying them in kind of a way where they kind of rhyme, but it's really the rhythm and he's just talking. He's just telling me what the thing is. He's not, and and I think part of the criticism that comes from that that people give Eminem, and I think it also shies them away from what we consider very lyrical rappers, is the fact that most people don't give a song a second shot to say, "Let me see what this what this means." Like, I'll listen to a Tech Nine track a hundred times to find every single line I can. And just marvel at, like, how does he do that with words, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. And so where some people are like, oh, he's trying too hard. We look at that like, what the fuck you mean he's trying so hard? Like, he's fucking, did, did you, did we hear the same Brilliant. Song? Yeah. He's like, he's, he's actually, he's actually, and he's actually not trying that hard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, hard that's, that's the crazy <laughs> he mailed in the verse and still hit you with like a hundred fucking meanings to each line. But with this track, it's hey, he's it's something deep, right? It's talking about a a very relevant topic, um, which we'll probably uh, we'll probably touch on this topic at some point anyway. To me, it reminds me of airplanes. I don't know why, but like the first time I heard it, which was today, automatically Ooh. I thought of airplanes with Bob. You are you talking about the Eminem remix or just airplanes in general? No, the the Eminem yeah with the M verse on it. Okay. Like, I just, I I'm not 100% a sure why, but that's what popped out at me when I heard it the first time. I was like, why does this remind me of airplanes a little bit? Like, you know? so good, man. like, I'll tell you, my favorite Eminem verse of all time, from a technical standpoint, is his verse on, on Caterpillar. Um, yeah, we had this discussion the other day. <laughs> Caterpillar, to me, well, first off, the, the end of that verse has so many doo-doo metaphors that are just used in a clever way. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's insanity. Like it's just, it's just nuts. But from a technical standpoint, it's like from the minute that Eminem comes into that verse to the minute he leaves, you're just like, he doesn't give you a, a half a second to breathe and go, okay, here's a line. Where this, this the range to this, to this, uh, what if I was gay, song is like. You can kind of just 
vibe like if i was if i'm playing this song in the car yeah i could kind of just vibe out and just be like okay i get it i get what you're talking about you know this dude does you know doesn't feel right coming out the closet and this other dude and you and you know what you see it a lot i i not to get political but you see a lot of the people who are very anti-gay you know, it very very shortly, you'll find out, like, oh, you've been gay this whole time. Like, people who aren't yeah. gay, like, who, people who aren't homophobic, or most people, like, most straight people don't think about gay, what gay people do anyway. Like, it doesn't, that, that's true. like, I don't talk I about it with anybody, like, oh, I wonder what two gay guys are doing, or what two gay girls are doing. I don't talk about that with nobody, like, that's, <laughs> that doesn't enter my mind. So it does beg the question, like, hey, so the people that do talk about it, including Eminem, right? Are you trying to tell us something? You've had a million failed relationships and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's a that's a relevant question. Um, same thing with Joyner. Hey, is, is there something y'all are, y'all are trying to tell us? It's okay if you are, and it's a clever way to do it, but what do you guys think of that? I was going to say... I was literally thinking about the same thing, and I was just like, "If Eminem is gay or not, who cares?" <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like, "I don't, I don't care, I don't care." <laughs> like he could be gay all he wants, whatever yeah, he's doing in the back, he's doing in the back. You know what I mean? But like, he's still a clever lyricist, uh, a brilliant musician. You know what I mean? Like his lyrics are uncomparable, and like at the end of the day, you're not gonna take any of that away from him just because if he is or he isn't. You know what I mean? Probably yeah. not. I think it would just be, like, crazy, though, to think... Would it even be a surprise, you know, though? In my mind, I'm like, listening look, but that's, to old that's what I'm, saying. I'm like, I, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even be that surprised. I'd be like, that's, okay. <laughs> it would be... I, I think it would be surprising, but not that... Not that it would matter. Like you said, it doesn't... It wouldn't change anything as a fan. But yeah. just thinking of, like, all... How many jokes oh, he's had? It'll you know, make you, you, go you, back. you would think you would think back like, "Wow, holy shit!" Like he's been talking about this the whole time, and we weren't paying attention. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I you know, it's coming up in like I think the early two thousands about like when he had multiple tracks that involved talking about homosexuality. People, yeah, well, they just oh, that was a thing too that pointing the finger at him and saying like, "Well, are you gay, or is that right. why you're so upset about it, or why you keep you know it you know who would be the next person that people would t- look at?" Is, oh, is, can I say? It? Yeah, go ahead. DMX? No, no, oh. no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say DMX. Man. I'm talking about. I'm talking about yo. And, I lo- you know I love DMX. Uh, but DMX, DMX, pretty grimy. But yeah. he says but the a next lot of, person that I would think <laughs> of, a lot of stuff. The, the next person Biggie? I would think of, and you'd look at it and be like, "Yo, is I mean, cool, whatever." But and now, no disrespect, because it's one of my favorite producers, but Dre. You oh. know, the whole time me and Dre been blah 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 blah, right? So. With hats off. <laughs> um, is that like you? You start to think, and you're like, "Yo, is it, are are you trying to tell us something?" And if you are, what are you trying to tell us? And do you need anything? Like, is there something that me as a fan, like you, you know, I, I look at somebody like Eminem, and by extension, anybody from that camp, like Dre, Fifty, you know, I'm not gonna stop supporting anybody because they're gay, like. I'm not gonna stop listening to their music. Their their shit is the bomb. So like, it 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 does it. 
it does make you think, especially when you think of um, actors and musicians, etc., that have committed suicide. That have, you know, you think, hey, everything is wonderful. Uh, like, think of like, you know, to go further and a little outside, but like Heath Ledger, about to win an Oscar. You know, got some some OD stuff happening. You, it, it makes you think, and that's the other thing I love about this song is that when you when you pierce the the surface without having multiple meanings to lines and a whole bunch of metaphors, you really do start. It does give you a, a conversation piece. <clears throat> well, also, like, oh, as far as where the song was going, like the it seems like it was a conversation that was one sided with Joiner, who's talking to Eminem was like trying to confide the secret that he's kept for his entire life to him and then Eminem retorts with you know he doesn't accept him he wants him to get you know repaired or fixed and talk about going to church and he needs to repent for sins and so on and so forth and then the guy goes home and that night and kills himself because he was looking for not not just validation but like somebody else to say that it's okay like that it doesn't matter, and then his friend puts him down for it, and then he can't handle it. Then... Yeah, I mean, in it's to me, I I really like. Okay, so for 2018, I thought the story of OJ was probably the most important rap song that had come out in ages. Right. Yeah, that was a good song for sure. And I think this song is on that level where it's going to be that important. Where I could I could see myself talking about the story of of OJ ten years from now. Like, yeah, that's the problem with with um, our culture. That's the problem with you know uh, people that come from that environment that they think. It's more important to sell drugs and claim an area that they don't own any property in, right? And not stack any kind of wealth for the future. And it's the same thing here where it's like almost to a degree, you know, you make jokes and you, you say words and you say whatever. But what is what are what are people actually going through that are going through this kind of thing, right? Like. And what can you do to, to help them? And what, I mean, what are they going through? What is what is it that you can, uh, how are you affecting the people around you? It's a, it's definitely a powerful message, um, without a doubt. It's a powerful message that, especially coming from Eminem, you know, with all the criticism, homophobe, being homophobic and all that. But, you know, I was just really talking about it as an actual song from that standpoint you know the sound of it but the message is undeniably it's a great message yeah yeah i think it's definitely an interesting concept and i feel like a lot of people don't do a lot of conceptual type of like music people just you know like you were saying before they just stick to a, a specific topic and sometimes that's cool but other times it's good to think outside the box because late you know as an artist myself like with my hip-hop series every month i challenge myself and i pick a topic that i have to stick to 
in order to develop my writing further, you know, to think more creatively and try to think outside the box. And I think that's what they were trying to achieve with this song. So not necessarily that, you know, they're both gay. I mean, they could be, they could not be. But I think overall it's just like a, a good concept. And I think like it really helps Joyner as an artist too because he's a newer artist develop himself and you know be able to go further and right now at this point he could probably he'll be thinking be like i could write about anything if i really want to you know what i mean yeah i mean hats off to joiner i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it a buck i the the last couple of tracks i heard from joiner were they were missing something for me and and yeah like the punchlines some of the punchlines are really good the flow is impeccable. He stays in the pocket of the beat really well. But, and I don't, I mean, I guess this is the, 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 the next conversation that we can have. And it's not as deep, but like, is the, what makes a good rap song? What makes a good verse, etc. And there oh, are. that takes forever to discuss. Yeah, I mean, but like. <laughs> And and I think that's the that's the thing that I wanted to that's the other thing I wanted to get into with this with this specific track is like if if I hear a joiner track, a lot of people are you know, it's the same with Kendrick. You gotta listen to this guy. He is on point. And I think one of the things you you said earlier, Brian, was that I hyped up this song for you. And in a way, I think I have to apologize for that because um I did I don't know that I can oversell this song. Like, and that's just in my opinion. But I did. I like. I was so hyped when I heard this song. Like, it gave me goosebumps. And so, it, I I can kind of see that as almost like a spoiler. Like, oh, you're gonna love it. And then you take it from a you know you you absorb it and you're expecting it to be, uh, like you know, chloroseptic remix. Yeah, to <laughs> be blown away. You know. Yeah, you're getting like just. A very mellow, mellow verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when on the flip side, a lot of I'm, I'm going to make a conf- uh, confession here. Uh, the way I am, I hate that song. Everybody loves it. I <laughs> hate that song. Whenever it comes on, I have to skip it, and I feel bad because I'm such a big Eminem fan. But I despise I don't, that song. I don't hate that song. Like me personally, but it got played out so much, so much. In the beginning, the first time I heard, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is it." And then after the radio destroyed it, <laughs> like completely, yeah. it's hard to listen to now. So I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. I usually skip it too, just because I've heard it a billion times over. I don't need yeah. to hear it a billion and one. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm more like that honestly with Stan, to be honest. Like, even though I, even though I love it, but I do. If I threw on Marshall Mathers LP, I kind of do skip it sometimes just because it's long and I've just heard it so many times. Exactly. But the way I am. Stan is almost like a movie that has, it's almost like one of them M. Night Shyamalan movies where you know the ending already. So then when you watch it again, you're like, I I already know how. God, I don't want to discuss his movies either. (laughs) That's another another long topic. (laughs) I already know how this ends. So So I get it with that. But like. Um, you know any of the any of the other uh, deep track like rock bottom, I could listen to that track all day. Oh um, yeah, me too. Actually, if I had same thing. 
uh, a simple and a different artist, but a simple, you know, kind of a simple track, very like verse, no hook. I got a story to tell by Biggie. Very, very That's basic classic. rhyme scheme. I could listen to that track a thousand times in a day, no problems. So, what? I guess the, you know, there there are songs that are that have like super technical lyrics that I can't stand. There are songs that are very simple lyrics that I love, and vice versa. What's the X factor for you guys for what you consider? Hey, this is, you know. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Before we get into that, because I feel like that's going to be a lot. But I was going to ask, uh, Brian, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just so used to calling you OP, it's like hard for me to just say, Brian, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but in your eyes, do you think this song would be better if Eminem took his more complex flow and used that instead of his slow flow that he used on it? Uh, well... I don't know. I wouldn't say complex, you know, because it is good that you don't have to really sit there and decipher it. Yeah. But I think it would have been better. Just just basically a more up tempo flow. I like better, but it might it that might not have worked for this song also, you know, because Joyner kind of had the same flow also. Yeah, you know he he was kind of toned back a little bit too from his normal. Well, if you if you go back to like uh, the the track he the second track that he had with Nicki Minaj the the Majesty joint, that super oh, fast yeah. flow he th- did on that just did. I mean, it was impressive and it was cool, but it just didn't work for the song. It it really didn't. It it was yeah. like you have a song that had a specific tempo, a specific feel, and all of a sudden he comes out with better, 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 and it's just like uh. Yeah. I, yeah, but he does that a lot though. Even on Forever, we can't deny that M had best verse against everybody else on Forever, and everyone just you know they slow floated, and you know you know M they expected me to slow, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even even there you go. But even that one, he on Forever, he wasn't over the top technical, but no. he was he was very up up tempo though. Yeah, and he yeah. And he. He like he hit the on pocket, the like yeah, very he, much in the beat, as opposed to trying to overpower the beat. Yeah. Um, Which, like I said, uh, on this song, being how the beat was, where it was very slow and almost non-existent during the rhyming. Yeah, going over the top probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah, but basically, that, you know how I, I feel. To figure out too, because. To me, it's not like it's not gonna be a song that I play all the time. I'm sorry, no. it's not. You no, know, definitely it's, not. It's a cool song, cool song, great concept. Like it's, you know, it's definitely intriguing. Like the way they put it together and everything. But it's not something that I'm gonna bump all the time and like really listen to and break apart. It's not a caterpillar for you, Zeus. You know what I mean? It's not like that type of, you know. It's you know what it is really. It's just a. Uh, let's get people talking song. That's yeah. all it is. Something that they put out, you know, kind of for a reaction to get people talking. Hey, are they gay? Or and whatever else, you know. Yeah, it's not something that you're gonna be listening to in the car. You know, you might listen to it a couple times, but I don't think it has a lot of replay value. So, if you were to look in the past five years, what does a track have to have to get your attention? 
in the past five years? <laughs> yeah, let's go back to 2014. Jeez, I don't think that's far, far back enough. <laughs> <laughs> and let's let's cut Eminem out of the equation. Um, forget Eminem. He's you know we know he's a he's an anomaly when it comes to the to this. Um, I know I hate mum. Uh, well, I think everybody here hates mumble rap. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. As a, we're as pretty a, biased. Yeah, as a, <laughs> as a style, as a genre, etc. So the um, boom bap style. <laughs> yeah, but there are lyricists out there. So what, like, if you listen to somebody like Token, Logic, uh, Kendrick, Tech Nine, Crooked, any of those, like, what from their tracks makes you say, "Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna listen to this over and over again. This is getting bumped in the whip all day." Uh, that's a hard question. <laughs> like I know Especially in general, because last me, five years, can you even really include Kendrick too much into the conversation? Because he hasn't come out with a lot of material in the last five years, ten true. years maybe. That you is, know, he might have had a. I think Kendrick only had like one or two albums in the last five years. Honestly, like, you, so okay. So for me, if if I if I think to myself like. As I'm listening to a track, if I don't know where the rhyme is going or the rhyme that you came up with or where you brought the rhythm is somewhere different than where my brain would have brought it and it was better. Like if I'm like, oh, you know, anything that makes me scrunch up my face, like, damn, where'd you come up with that? Right. That's that's how I look at it, too. Like that. I know. I have to hear I have to hear a couple of lines. I have to hear like a couple of lines that's just like. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. That's what you do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. It's got to be some semblance of a rhyme scheme, you know, that actually makes sense and not just jumbling shit together, you know. As, yeah, as that's what the, a lot of a lot of new music is. Yeah, um, and there's a big difference for me between a freestyle where you're just dropping punchlines and a song where you're actually staying on topic. And so a lot of what comes out now is freestyle tr- type verses where you're trying to be clever, but you're not really. I just like, think it's lazy rhyming. You're not saying. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. It's lazy rhyming. That's what most of it is. Like, I haven't, I haven't written a verse in a long time, but if you tell me to write a freestyle about nothing, I could do that. I can make words rhyme. That's that's easy. If you tell me, hey, stay on a topic, that's going to be a little more difficult. And that, But that's what I want to see. I want to see you, like for a concept song like the one we're talking about, that stayed on topic the whole time. And it gave you images that you can you can see somebody in church like clapping along while the pastor is yeah. talking about what is a sin, blah, 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 versus, you know, somebody just... Smack Jumbling that ass together. or some, some weird <laughs> bullshit. Or just lazy rhyming. Just, you know, just like, oh my god. Like, who else is on here? <laughs> yeah. Who else is on here? <laughs> like, I got, alright, maybe he'll do better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tracks where people try to outdo each other. Um, and, that's what I like. And I like competitiveness. That, that, that's always going to jump out at me. Um, you know. Like, I, uh, a good example is that, not, not to cut you off z yeah. but a good example of that is the whole royce eminem dynamic in my eyes because royce is a perfect ex- he's he's like one of the reasons that like you could do lyricism 
But for me, sometimes I like I like the flow. You know, I feel like he has such style and like you know charisma behind certain bars and stuff that like yeah that stands out to me in certain lines. And of course, his punchlines and stuff like that, the way he lands everything. But it's just like that stands out to me. And with him always going back and forth with M, and you could tell that both of them are so competitive in their work you know that like it's like in the old days you could, you when could, uh when Jay-Z you could say and biggie got together yeah yeah and, and i was gonna say you could say i mean it's hard for people to say but i feel like to me <laughs> you guys you guys may disagree but like to me the bad meets evil album was royce's album i think he overdid eminem on most of the tracks but once m started i think m realized that and he was like damn all right you got me on this one then he started to up it up more, like towards the Kamikaze era, and then ca- we get verses like Z Caterpillar. Reference. You know, we get verses like Caterpillar, and we're like, no, M had best verse on that for sure. You, 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 you know, and they go back and forth, and I like that. I, I love the Dragon Ball Z reference that you make with that. Oh, I always make that reference. I was like, Eminem and Royce are Goku and Vegeta all the time. Like, Royce will drop like albums and freestyles, and he'll work hard, you know? And then all of a sudden, M just comes up and he's like, he looks at it. He's like, oh, shoot, you've been training? All right, I want to start training too. And then brings it to a whole other level. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> but we'll be looking at him like, damn, bro, now we're doing it like this? <sighs> you know? I always kind of said that Eminem kind of got his flow from, from Royce. But then, yeah. you know, he kind of he took it further, you know? I think... And then Royce, whatever, fell off for a while. And then came back strong when they did that album. Exactly. That's what I think, too. I think he helped them come back. Like, if you look at old... And and this is why I say M is an an anomaly. Because, you know, back in the day, people were like, oh, he stole his style from Cage. Or he he has a Nas style. Or he has a whatever. (laughs) I actually like Cage. He's he's such a fucking chameleon that he just goes into tracks and, and he has a very distinct voice. So you know it's M that's spitting in this specific track, but he just does so. He's done so many styles. Um, I would say Royce is in the same vein. Uh, like okay, so like Tech Nine, Tech Nine, he has a distinct voice, but he kind of raps one way. But the way that he raps will make some of your favorite rappers cry if they got to do a track with him because he's just so good at it. Yeah, exactly. Um. I think uh, for the stuff for the stuff that Kendrick has put out, it's it's similar. Like he has a distinct voice um, and a distinct style. I would say you look at somebody like uh, the old school equivalent of that would be like Nas. Nas does really well in the rapping that he does, versus Jay Z, who can do a whole bunch of different styles. You know, he I, he just has more range. But the stuff that Nas does is he's just so fucking good at it that when he's hitting, you're like, oh, like, I mean, if you listen to what goes around, it's like, God damn, like, you know, this is deep as fuck. It, it's just two two different things. Yeah. Um, and as a self rebuttal. You know, uh, <laughs> fuck GameStop. <laughs> that's that's 
I think <laughs> just want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's something. Uh, I, I had to. I don't know why I had to say that. Well, you but, have a, no, you have a hate. Say what you got to say. <laughs> it, it just it just kind of came out. But um, I think we could close it out there. We're, we're definitely going to revisit a bunch of this these topics. But um, this one, I I just when I heard that track, I said, you know, we have to put this on the show. And you know, uh, I love the discussion. Uh, hopefully, we we stay on the same road that we've been on with lyricism coming back to rap music um, from last year to this year. Uh, hopefully, next year is the same thing. I really can't fucking believe that this year's almost over. It just flew by, but yeah, we're um, about to be in 2020. <laughs> yeah, this is that's some craziness. Um, but I'm Jeff. You can find me on Twitter at, at Zeus letter N Jeff Zeus and Jeff. Um, go around the room and hit them with your socials. I'm Adam. You can find me basically really just on Instagram and my petty everyday nerddom, which is uh, at Tatooine Hermit. If you don't know how to spell Tatooine, then you don't deserve to talk to Adam. <laughs> just letting you know that right the fuck now. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, some oh, motherfuckers fun. be spelling it like tattoo, like a tattoo. Uh-huh. And then they're just like, all right, well, then you ain't going to find a motherfucker. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Do a Google search first, find the correct version. And yeah, then, yeah. Find an old Star Wars script. Work. All right. Uh, Imaginate. You could go on my Instagram. It's Imaginate Music is the handle. Uh, my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Imaginate, and that's spelled. I M A G E N and the number eight. So don't try to spell it like the real way. It's not spelt that way. <laughs> or eight for you know? short. Or eight for short. Word. Whatever y'all want. And Brian. Uh yeah, I don't really have a social to plug. I don't I just have my personal <laughs> stuff, so Oh there you go. Fuck that. I don't have uh yeah. We're not we're not trying to get into yeah, no, personal Yeah. Stuff. Nothing right now. Or um, OP.com. <laughs> but but <laughs> Having said that, if you're listening on the podcast, definitely subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, which is really just listening because it's going to be a still frame, uh, then hey, subscribe. it'll be a pretty, it'll be a very pretty still frame. It's art on there. Yeah, right? you better sit there and gaze in wonderment at the, make at the that still <laughs> frame of end of a species. Yeah, our our pretty logo with colors and the dark and light and the meat. Yeah, yeah. That's make that full screen and then just focus on that while you listen. Perfect. And uh, but and yeah, hit the little thumbs up. I know that does something. Hit the subscribe. That does another thing. And then hit the bell. And that does a third thing. Yeah. <coughs> Having said also, so with all of that, we'll said, give you descriptions of what those things are in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll teach you guys how to use YouTube episode three and, and in a later episode, maybe episode three, maybe not. You'll have to tune in, but. This has been the End of a Species podcast. We out. And fuck GameStop.